When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Here's your host, Todd McKim. Hi, everybody. And of course, I hope everybody had a good Veterans Day, a a great time to honor uh, those men and women that sacrificed for our country. It was earlier this week. Uh, We want to honor them during our podcast as well, because we really do appreciate all that they have done or you have done, whatever the case may be. Uh, to make this country what it is. So thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts here. On Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics, a lot to talk about. The women's soccer team got invited to the NCAA tournament for the 15th time in the last 16 years, 26 times overall, and they will play Santa Clara on Saturday. We'll talk a little bit more about that in segment number two, but we'll start with football and head coach Justin Wilcox, the Bears beating Washington State, and now as they head down the home stretch, the last 25% of the season, the regular season, it's all California schools. It's USC, Stanford, and UCLA. And um, I like that. I, I think that's just a great way to end the season to face your three biggest rivals uh, with a lot on the line for all four teams involved. Uh, Coach, first of all, congratulations on uh, a birthday earlier in the week. I know you didn't want me to hit that, but we got to talk. You know, we don't have to talk about it, but I wish you a happy birthday earlier in the week. It comes during the football season, so maybe it's a little different uh, for you and, and me than other people that have birthdays throughout other times of the year. Uh, but first of all, Washington State came to town. You guys have done a terrific job against them the last three years, given up a total of 42 points in three ball games, uh, and again, did a terrific job this last week. But I want to talk about offensively, 33 points, the highest uh, point total for the Bears this year. Um, and you had a lot of guys that came back that were integral parts of that victory. First of all, Devon Modster looked like the guy that I think everybody thought he was going to be. He had three touchdown passes and the, the game-clinching touchdown run as well. Uh, the fact you were able to move the ball with some consistency and put it in the end zone, that was the yeah. big thing. I'm sure it had to please you. Yeah, it, it did. And, and uh, really, all the units had something to do with it. You know, the o- O-line, uh, the running backs made their plays, the receivers – 
uh, made some really nice plays, and obviously Devon did some really good things in, in the game. And it was nice to be able to stay balanced, get some run game going, uh, to open up some things in the pass game. And and you said it, uh, I think the finishing in the red zone and scoring touchdowns, and uh, those were really big plays for us. Okay, Coa Crawford back at the wide receiver spot, made a terrific early in the game, a diving catch that uh, sparked the offense, I thought. Mike Safel made a huge difference in that offensive line, as you mentioned, ran the ball for 195 yards, and that, that's what we saw early in the season. Yep, and having Mike back, just uh, not only you get better at two positions because he comes back at center and, and then Sendo can go back to his natural spot there at guard, and, and I think the communication, especially with all the movement and things that, that Washington State does, I think the guys handled that for the most part pretty well. Uh, and then we did. We made some plays. Uh, Devon threw some nice balls. And Keikoa, uh, which he's done really in every game he's played in, uh, made made a couple of nice plays. And uh, then, you know, young receiver Makai Polk making a great play on a tunnel screen. So everybody had their hand in it. And I think just the rhythm of the game uh, on both sides of the ball, really, I think each unit kind of fed off each other. And that was a difference in the ball game. I had to laugh after the game. Mike Safel talking to the media. He said, you know, on – Makai Polk's touchdown weaved his way, kind of an obstacle course run for the touchdown. The, the, to show what kind of player Mike Safel is, he's like right there at the 10-yard line willing to make a block. And, I mean, he was hoping Makai was going to lateral him the ball and get a score. But, uh, you know, Makai got his first touchdown. He's not going to give that one up. No, and he shouldn't. And we should never <laughs> pitch the ball to Mike Safel unless, the you know, the well-being of our universe depended on it. But, uh, you know, the thing about that, and you watch that play, and, and uh, it was a great – Timing uh, in terms of the play call, Coach Baldwin and dialing it up. And then uh, Makai obviously making a great catch and run. And then the effort down the field. And, and uh, you, you mentioned Mike Safel getting down there. And that's just pure effort, you know, wanting to make a play and covering guys up and getting down the field to get a block. And so really appreciate the effort there. Again, a great play by Makai and a great play, ball, play call by uh, Coach Baldwin. Your defense did a great job. Again, Washington State was able to score just before the half on a, on a two-minute drill. They got another touchdown with you know three seconds left to play in the ballgame as well. But overall, you really made it difficult on them. They're going to throw it. They had 400 yards of passing. That's what they do. But to keep them out of the end zone is really the key. I mean, you had a, a former coach, Mike Bellotti, in the Hall of Fame. He used to say, yards don't mean anything. It's it's points that mean everything, and that's what you, you've been able to do against them. Yeah, and they are an excellent offense, no doubt about that. We had some uh, some timely stops. You know, the third and fourth down stops were huge on defense. Um, there was a sudden change early in the game where they we were able to hold them to a field goal attempt. That was big. Uh, and then I thought the team tackling. You know, we weren't perfect by any means, but – I think it was our best game overall in terms of our team tackling, guys running the football, keeping great leverage. I thought Josh Drayden played really well uh, at nickel. Jalen Hawkins made a couple huge plays in the game, an interception and a forced fumble. So, again, it was team defense, guys running to the football. And against an offense like that, they are going to move it, be, but be able to be able to hold them uh, for the most part pretty good uh, until the end of the game there. That was, a you know again, team effort on defense and enabled us to get a win. No a game is perfect on both sides of the ball or special teams as well. So the one area that you came out of that game is kind of scratching your head a little bit because it's been pretty solid most of the year was, was the actual kicking. You had a PAT blocked early to make it a 6-2 game, and then you had a, a field goal blocked as well. What, what did you see on those plays? Poor kicks on a couple of them and then poor protection at, at other times. So really disappointing uh, in our PAT field goal team. Uh, I think we're going to spend a ton of time on that this week. But those are big, big plays. And even from the first 
you know, from the get-go, we got an interception early and then we scored on the first run. And then, you know, it, it was six to two because we got it blocked and ran back. And all of a sudden, the dynamics of the game change because of the, the odd score. And so decisions that you got to make later in the game. And, you know, then we had the field goal blocked uh, late in the game again. And that was more of a really low kick, hit a guy in the helmet. So, you know, Greg's a good kicker and he's done some great things for us. We just got to get back to fundamentals and make sure that we're focusing on our technique and, and able to convert in situations like that. Did that then influence your decision late in the game where you decided to go for it on fourth? And it was about three or so. Yeah. Uh, and then Devon, you know, ran, ran the option and scored. Yeah. Did that factor in there? It, it did. Uh, you know, there was a couple other decisions during that game kind of based on some of the struggles we were having in the kick game where we maybe might have kicked it uh, to make it a three-score game. Um, you know, at, at that moment, we think there was 2.33 on the clock. And we felt like we had a good play call on the fourth and three. And Devon read it great. And... Uh, was able to score it. So only thing is I look back on is I probably should have told them to, to no moss it, which means take a knee at the, the one inch line oh, and then yeah. run the clock out and try and score on fourth down. But uh, he did exactly what he's supposed to do. And uh, again, it was, it was nice because at that point puts us up three scores, but the decision to go for it absolutely had some to do with um, the kicking game, but also just the, the way our offense was playing. Got the big win over Washington state. The, now uh, with a five and four, Record as you head into the final stretch here, one game uh, away from being bowl eligible, a victory. Uh, so you need one of the last three. You want to get all three, obviously. And this week, big challenge. USC comes to town. And ironically, you're going to see a very similar offense this week that you saw a week ago with Washington State. It's the air raid. Uh, you look at uh, Graham Harrell, obviously a, a disciple of the Mike Leach air raid uh, coaching tree. Um, how similar are they in their approaches to the air raid to Washington State? That's a great question. Uh, there are similarities. You can tell they're related, but there's, you know, some of the differences would include the, you know, USC will utilize a tight end. They got some uh, talented tight ends there, um, and they'll utilize him in the run and pass game. So you have different personnel groupings, and some of the pass concepts uh, vary. You know, so there's, uh, you see again some of the the fundamentals of you know the the air raid, but I, and you can tell they're related, but they're two different challenges. Um, and I wouldn't say one's harder or easier than the other. Uh, obviously, USC and the, the talent that they have, the speed that they have, the ability to break tackles and make plays on the ball with the receiver group is very, very impressive. So we'll have our work cut out for us there. They have been probably even more so. I mean, we all talk about injuries and everybody has them, but USC's probably been hit as hard as anybody in the league on both sides of the line of scrimmage, like Cal. They're playing, they've played three quarterbacks, started three quarterbacks, I should say. Um, the running back position has been decimated. They may get one or two of those guys back. Uh, defensively, in the secondary, linebacker, and so forth. But the one area where they have the three guys that we knew they were going to have at the beginning of the year that they still have now is a wide receiver. Michael Pittman Jr., Tyler Vaughns, and Amon Ross St. Brown. That's as good a trio as anybody, not only in this conference, but the country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you'd put their receiving core up against anybody. I mean, those guys are all NFL players, and uh, they they spread you out and get, get them the ball. And, you know, it's one thing to match them up and, and get our X's and O's right, but we also got to get them on the ground. And uh, I know our guys, uh, especially our secondary, but everybody on our defense is really, really excited for that challenge because they know what type of players they are, and that's why you come to – to Cal is to play against teams like this and the ability those guys have. So our guys uh, will be fired up and ready to play, and we got a ton of respect for them. 
you know, when you watch, uh, certainly the quarterback that's that's going now, a, a young guy, is a true freshman. He's the Pac-12 uh, player of the week. Um, this is a guy that is not afraid to just kind of throw it up there and let guys like Pittman and, and Tyler Vaughn, who are big-bodied speedsters, go get it. Yeah, and he's a really uh, accurate thrower, and he spins it well. Um, he's in, been impressive this year. And there are times where, you know, one-on-one, they'll just throw either a back shoulder ball or lay it out there in the as a fade or a post and let the guys go go up and try and out-compete somebody. So, again, it's going to take uh, everybody on the defense. And um, I, again, I, I know our guys, and especially in that secondary, are, are looking forward to the challenge. It will be a challenge. Uh, you were down at USC not all that long ago. Um, you recruit anybody that's still on that roster that's playing, or has it been a little bit too long? That'd be like five years yeah. plus. So you, you have to. And John go, Houston. They're John Houston, good. yeah, good, really good player, obviously mm-hmm. on defense, um, and obviously there's such an intertwining of coaches, administrators, uh, equipment people between more so between. Cal and USC, it seems, than any other team in this league, whether it's administrators, people in sports information, uh, obviously the coaching trees intertwine as well. So it's, it's a fascinating uh, week as far as that is concerned, too. Yeah, and the longer you're in this, it seems to go like that from time to time at certain places. And uh, whether it's there with uh, kind of some of the administration and the crossover, you know, people in compliance, for example, or in the, in the equipment room and you know, in the coaching tree, things like that happen from time to time. And just like, uh, you know, Washington, we've had a lot of connections with the, the coaches at Washington and Oregon State over the years, just guys working together. Or, so it's just part of it. And the longer you do this, those things tend to come up more and more. But uh, we know what kind of team they have and the type of coaching they're getting. they got excellent schemes. So uh, it, it'll be a, a great battle for us. Yeah, talk about a couple of coaches on their side. And of course, Clancy Pendergast was here. Uh, it was about a decade ago with Jeff Tedford, had some led the league in defense a couple of times with him being the defensive coordinator at Cal. And Greg Burns was here doing the defensive uh, secondary as well, kind of his second tenure at USC. It's also going to be a couple of big things. One, it's the Joe Roth game. That's a big deal, to say the least. But it's also senior day, yet we still have two more games afterwards in the regular season. Emotions, senior day, all of that stuff going on makes it um, a unique experience. Yeah, it does. And Senior Day is a special day for the seniors, obviously, but but also the other people in the program, you know, coaches and other players and uh, just, you know, making sure we do everything we can to, to honor those guys. And the best thing we can do is go out and play well. And so we know that and uh, it's okay to have emotion as long as we channel it the right way, but it's a special day. And and obviously on top of that with the with the Joe Roth game and how much that means to, to us and, and our fans and Cal in general. So uh, it'll be a great day. And uh, the best thing, like I said, that we can do is, is go out and practice really well this week so we can play at our best. As we taped this interview earlier in the week, um, obviously we're not sure about the, the quarterback position. We do know Chase Garbers has been practicing, but we'll broach that in the pregame show when we have more details, and you have a definitive decision on that position. Coach, we appreciate your time. Have a great week of practice, and we'll talk to you before the game on Saturday. Thanks. Go Bears. All right. The Bears against the USC Trojans. As a reminder, it is senior night and also the Joe Roth Memorial game. So when the Bears take on the Trojans, remember, 8 o'clock starts, 7 o'clock pregame show. The first 10,000 fans get free Jared Goff bobbleheads. 
We've got you covered with all of your ticket needs as well, from group to single game tickets. Log on to calbears.com for more information or just call 1-800-GO-BEARS to speak with a gold standard representative. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, joining us now is uh, one of the stars of the soccer team, the women's soccer team that uh, just got an invite to the NCAA tournament on Monday and will play Santa Clara at Santa Clara Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Emma Weston, uh, one of the leading scorers in the Pac-12 conference, fourth. Uh, this year in uh, scoring with 11 goals. Um, first of all, Emma, thanks for being with us. A, a junior from Stockholm, Sweden. Why don't we start before we talk about soccer? How did you find your way to Berkeley, California? Um, I had an American coach back home, so kind of influenced me. And then also my best friend, her dream was always to play college soccer. So that was also one of the one of the inspirations, uh, but then also just because the college system is so good at combining education and uh, athletics, so that was also a big drive for me to also be able to get an education because that's really important to me. So where did your friend end up playing? She's going to Yale, so oh. yeah. So that's Same colors. Yeah. In fact, we're, we're sitting at Memorial Stadium here, and of course this stadium was, was patterned after the Yale Stadium, uh, same colors, you know, blue and gold. So I guess you guys still have a lot in common. Yeah, I know. She's having a good time. Unfortunately, she's having some medical issues, so she's not playing. But, yeah, she's having a good time at Yale. So when you were scouring the United States for programs, why was it that Cal stood out for you? Um, well, my dad used to work in the area here, so he kind of knew the the school a little bit, but then also just the great academics and great soccer program. And then also the weather, because... <laughs> yeah, it's a little better than Yale is, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I was um, a little bit tired of the cold, so I was just excited to get to a place where the weather is almost only, always nice. <laughs> well, it's going to be beautiful this week for the tournament game down at Santa Clara again at 1 o'clock. So this is the 15th time in the last 16 years that the Bears are in the NCAA tournament, the 26th overall one of the tops in the country so let's go back a year ago when you didn't make the tournament and and how much that kind of weighed on this team's mind as you prepare to get ready for this season yeah obviously we didn't have a good year um last year but it was also an opportunity for us to grow as a team and uh, a lot of the players that played last year have really stepped forward this year and i mean you learn from mistakes and so, like, this year I feel like we are stronger because of the season that we had last uh, year. So, yeah. Well, they say, uh, you know, iron uh, creates iron. you got to go through some adversity. And, and all athletes do and all teams do at some point in time, and it makes you stronger. Um, you had a, four goals last year. You got 11 goals this year. What's been the difference? Just opportunity, or is the offense going more through you? Yeah, I think just performance overall as a team. People have given me great services and assists, so I don't want to take credit for all that. Um, just performance overall as a team has been a lot better, and it's easier to score 
we're doing better as a team. I know Neil's philosophy is controlling the ball. He's big on having possession of the ball. Um, why is that so important, and how does it translate to what you do? Um, I think, well, if you don't have the ball, you're not going to score. And also, um, well, you're not resting in possession, but possession is a way of not just chasing the ball all the time. So getting into rhythms, getting a lot of touches on the ball, and then from there being able to go forward. Well, since you moved to the West Coast, it probably didn't take you very long to understand that it's important to do well against the California schools, okay? So Stanford has been, obviously, one of the best teams in the country. Uh, they won the match last week. Um, they're one of the top seeds in the NCAA tournament. But there's also USC and UCLA. And so for the first time since 1996, so that would be probably before you were born, right? Uh, the Bears beat both USC and UCLA. Uh, what was that like for this team, and what does it mean for this program? Well, it means a lot to us. Obviously, it's great to win against the the California schools, and it's always big rivalries uh, playing against them. So it was two amazing games from us, and it meant a lot to us. Do those games mean more when you face them? Um, well, they mean more in terms of if we win against them, our RPI goes up a lot. Okay. <laughs> but then also, just because they're like top teams, you go into that game being, you know that you have to play your best. And usually, you, yeah, you do. <laughs> if you do, you win. And you won both of those this year. That was terrific. You beat USC back on September the 15th, 2-1. to one. Uh, A terrific victory. And you've had a lot of success. In fact, you guys are going in, other than the, the match against Stanford, um, you haven't, you haven't lost in seven matches, okay, so that's good. You're, you're playing some of your best soccer right now, and you're going to face a team that you've already seen actually twice in this calendar year, once in the spring, kind of a, a scrimmage kind of a situation, but during the regular season as well, you scored the first goal in that 2-1 victory. Give us a little scouting report on Santa Clara. Um, they're a really good team, really combative. Um, just always, just because of the rivalry that we have with them, it's always a fight, and it's always going to be the team that wants it, wants it the most that's going to win. So, yeah, just go out there and fight and play great soccer, and we have a great opportunity to win. We were talking before we started the interview that, I mean, being in the tournament is awesome. Uh, you get to face a familiar opponent. I mean, sometimes it's fun to face somebody that you haven't seen. So there are going to be no secrets in this match on Saturday, right? Yeah, a little bit like that. Obviously, every game is different, so we have to prepare. But, yeah, we know them really well. So it really comes down to performance on the day uh, and how well we were managed to play. So, yeah. Well, it's a terrific time of the year um, for soccer fans. Obviously, the, the tournament is, is absolutely wonderful to follow. I believe there are nine teams from the league in the tournament. Nine teams. That's outrageous. Yeah, the Pac-12 has been really tough this year, which is great because we get to play really, really good teams every every week, which is a good preparation for the tournament as well to get good good opponents. Um, so yeah, that's really impressive. The team entering the tournament, 13-4-3, and 5-4-3 in the league as well. We're talking with Emma Weston, a junior from Stockholm, as the Bears take on Santa Clara. Also, not only has this team been successful on the pitch, but in the classroom as well. And that's a big deal here at Cal. But eight or seven of your teammates, you're the eighth, 
on the all-academic, all-district team. That's the most of any Division I program. Tell us about the emphasis that this group has on academics. Yeah, we're really committed in the classroom. Obviously, yes, the results have shown and just the commitment to being great athletes, but also being great in, in the classroom is just overall really good and everyone's just working really hard. So I'm really proud of the team for that. Your major at business administration, you're part of the Haas Business School, uh, and that's one of the more prestigious programs in the world. Uh, what did it mean for you to, to get the entrance into that and now you're participating in it? Yeah, no, it meant a lot. It was a really excited moment to see that I got into the school um, and this is the first semester I've taken business classes, so I'm still getting into it a little bit, but it's been great this far. So, yeah, it's it's been a good overall experience. Why your interest in visit administration? Um, well, that's a funny story because I didn't really go into the school thinking that I was going to do business. I am more of a math person, more of a science person, so it kind of just in a sense, happen. I was like, I'm going to try to apply and I'm taking data classes on the side. So it's going to be a, a mix of business and data, which I think will be a really good uh, combination. Have you always had the interest in math and, and what would you like to do with it? Um, yeah, I just, I think it's fun um, solving problems. I'm just a nerd like that. <laughs> so I think going forward, just working with something where I can work in a team, like developing something and having a business business experience with that will help as well. So I think that's what I want to do. What was, uh, where were you and who were you with when you got the word that you got admitted? I was actually by myself. It was like 12 o'clock at night. And I was like, cause I, usually we got the results at like 4 PM, but I'm always the one that, no, I'm not going to look. Cause it was a lot of people were talking about it and, for me, it was just easier to say that I haven't looked yet, and I kind of wanted to <laughs> be by myself. Um, so, yeah, I I texted my parents because they were up, um, and I was like, oh, I got in. They were like, oh, great. <laughs> well, that was kind of a subdued reaction to a really monumental uh, occasion, I would think. I remember an MC, you, maybe, who was the basketball player last year? That, or Chen Yua. Uh, and I remember a men's basketball, Sam Singer. And Stephen Domingo, who, by the way, just signed a contract with the Orlando uh, G League team. So he's playing professionally, and Sam Singer has been playing professionally in Israel. Now he's back in the real estate business in San Francisco. I can remember the moment that those two guys, a couple of years ago, on a road trip to Seattle, got word. And it was right around 4 o'clock, because we had just come back from a shoot-around uh, in Seattle, stopped at a sandwich shop. And these guys are looking at their phones, and they're both, like, almost simultaneous. We got in. We got in, and the place just erupted. And their teammates were, were, were you know, high fiving them and congratulations. But yours was completely different. In solitude by yourself, still, still a great moment. That's for sure. Um, final thoughts on on the game with the with Santa Clara, because you're now at the point where it's survive in advance. You win, and you get to play again. Um, I think just having a good week of practice now is really going to help us, and just working hard and being really focused on the details um, and then just on Saturday going and kicking some asses out on the field. So yeah, that's the plan. Well, Broncos, I guess <laughs> you can say that, but you are definitely fired up and ready to go. We know that if your teammates have that same attitude, you guys are going to advance to the next round. No question about it. Hey, Emma, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Uh, 
congratulations on all that has happened so far this season and good luck on Saturday. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Go kick some some tail, so to speak. <laughs> Emma Weston, a junior from Stockholm, as the Bears take on Santa Clara Saturday in the first round of the NCAA Women's Soccer Tournament at Santa Clara. And uh, get your tickets. Go out and support the Bears because that'll be a terrific match down there. And a reminder, Cal fans, that uh, basketball season is in full swing. The men and the women, the women coming off a road trip back east against Harvard and UConn, played, played UConn really tough, um, uh, performed really well against uh, a really good team in a tough environment. So they'll be back home this week. But the men, a couple of games this week. On Friday, Cal Baptist will be at Haas Pavilion. Then next Monday, uh, Prairie View A&M, the last opportunity to watch the Bears before they go to New York and take on Duke and either Texas or Georgetown at Madison Square Garden. But you can get your tickets. Of course, go online, or you can just call 1-800-GO-BEAR. So whatever you want to do, we got you covered from ticket needs to single-game tickets, mini plans, the whole deal. 1-800-GO-BEARS, or log on to calbears.com for ticket information. That wraps it up for this week. A big week on campus because uh, USC's in town, not only for football. Of course, we'll be on the air with a pregame show beginning at 7 o'clock. that kick off shortly after 8. But water polo. It's one of the best matchups in the country each and every year. Um, and also volleyball, as the uh, women will host the women of Troy and UCLA. So a big weekend on campus. Hope you can attend multiple events for what should be a, a great time and great weather as well. That wraps it up for this week. We appreciate Justin Wilcox uh, giving us his time as he gets ready for the Trojans. And, of course, the women's soccer team in action Saturday at Santa Clara. So until next week. This is Todd McKim. Thanks for listening. And as always, go Bears. This has been Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics with your host, Todd McKim. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.